0: Hi guys, I hope you're well. Uh, So I want to put a little disclaimer before you listen to this episode. So number one, um, Linda will sound a bit far. I don't know what happened. I think I didn't adjust something in the process of us recording because we recorded three episodes consecutively, consecutively, yes. So I think something changed somewhere. Also, along the way, you're going to hear some rustling. And that happened because... Uh, while we were reading, I realized that I had not plugged in the micro, the the head the headphones in the mic. I'd plugged them in the laptop, and then I <laughs> proceeded to unplug from the laptop, connect to the mic. So you're going to hear that part. And the other thing is that we shot this thing, this three, ep- the, this episode, and I think this episode and the next one when we were very tired. It was actually a very long day, and so we were really, we were really beat, we're actually finishing at around midnight, like 1230 at night. And yeah, that's why our our energy levels are a bit low. But aside from that, it's a good read. We just read the discussion is going to be the next episode. So it's a good read. Uh, If you have the book, uh, please join us with the reading. um, the, The chapter is luck and risk. And yeah, aside from that, it's actually a good read and a good episode. So enjoy. my name is cecilia and welcome to my podcast and thank you for tuning in today if you're new to my podcast here is a little introduction i am a small business owner based in Nairobi, kenya with seven years experience working for myself i started this podcast with the goal of sharing my experience and what i have learned and things i'm learning along the way in addition to sharing my experiences i interview fellow small business owners in a series i call Meta dash and i read business related books uh and today we are Continuing with the book, uh, The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, from where we left off. For you to follow up, please just follow each episode, like every Thursday I upload um, an episode, so start from the beginning, you won't be able to understand if you just start randomly at the centre. And as usual, I'm joined with my friend, Linda, what's up? Hey. How are you? Good. Um. We'll be reading the book, discussing the book as we go along the way. We never know when to discuss. We just discuss where the points we feel like, oh, I could discuss. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Freestyle. Mm -hmm. Freestyle. So chapter two, chapter two is luck and risk. Nothing is as good or as bad as it seems. Luck and risk are siblings. They are both the reality that every outcome in life is guided by forces other than individual effort. NYU professor Scott Galloway has a related idea that is so important to remember when judging success, both your own and others. Nothing is as good or as bad as it seems. Bill Gates went to to one of the only high schools in the world that had a computer. The story of how Lakeside School just outside Seattle even got a computer is remarkable. Bill Dougal was a World War II Navy pilot turned high school math and science teacher. He believed that book study wasn't enough without real-world experience. He also realized that we'd need to know something about computers when we got to college, recall the late Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen. In 1968, Dougal petitioned the Lakeside School Mothers Club to use the proceeds from its annual rummage sale, about $3,000, to lease a teletype Model 30 computer hooked up to the General General Electric mainframe terminal for computer time-sharing the whole idea of time-sharing only got invented in 1965 gates later said someone was pretty forward-looking most university graduate schools did not have a computer anywhere as anywhere near as advanced as bill gates had access to in the eighth grade and he couldn't get enough of it gates was 13 years old in 1968 when he met classmate paul allen Alan was also obsessed with the school's computer and the two hit it off. Lakeside's computer wasn't part of its general curriculum. It was an independent study program. Bill and Paul could toy away with the thing at their leisure, letting their creativity run wild. After school, late into the night, on weekends, they quickly became computing experts. During one of their late night sessions, Alan recalled Gates showing him a Fortune magazine and saying, What do you think it's like to run a Fortune 500 company? Alan said he had no idea. Maybe we'll have our own computer company someday, Gates said. Microsoft is now worth more than a trillion dollars. A little quick math. In 1986, there were roughly 303 million high school age people in the world, according to the UN. About 18 million of them lived in the United States. About... Two hundred and seventy thousand of them lived in washington state a little over 100 of them lived in the seattle area and only about 300 of them attended lakeside school start with 303 million and with 300 one in a million high school age students attended this high school that had the combination of cash and foresight to buy a computer bill gates happened to be one of them gates is not shy about what this meant "Quote: If there had been no Lexi, there have there would have been no Microsoft." He told the school graduating class in two thousand and five. Gates is stagger hmm. these words. I'm just I can't staggeringly. Okay, Gates is staggering, sta, sta, staggering, staggeringly, yeah. staggeringly smart. Niliwambia ni ta Mimi na English <laughs> words. Smart, even more hardworking, and as a teenager had a vision for computers that even most seasoned computer executive couldn't grasp. He also had one in a million head start by going to to going to school at Lakeside. Now, let me tell you about Gates' friend Kent Evans. He experienced an equally powerful dose of luck luck's close sibling risk. Bill Gates and Paul Allen became household names thanks to Microsoft Success. But back at Lakeside, there was a third member of this gang, the, of this gang of high school computer prodigies. Is it prodigies? Prodigies. Mm-hmm. Kent Evans and Bill Gates became best friends in eighth grade. Evans was, by Gates' own account, the best student in class. The two talked, in, unquote, on the phone ridiculous amounts. Gates recalls in the documentary Inside Bill's Brain, "I still know Kent's phone number," he says, five two five seven eight five one 7851 Evans. Was as skilled with computers as Gates and Allen. Lakeside once struggled to manually put together the school's the school's class schedule, a maze of complexity, to get hundreds of students the classes they need at times that don't conflict with other courses. The school task: Bill and Kent, children by any measure, to build a computer program to solve the problem. It worked, and unlike Paul and unlike Paul Paul Allen, Kent shared Bill's business mind and an endless ambition. Kent always had a big briefcase, like a lawyer's briefcase. Briefcase Gates recalls. We were always scheming about what, what we'd be doing five or six years in the future. Should we go to be CEOs? What kind of impact could you have? Should we go to be generals? Should we go? Should we? Should we go be ambassadors? Whatever it was, Bill and Kent knew that do it together. After reminiscing on his friendship with Kent, Gates trails off. We would have kept working together, I'm sure we would have gone to college together. Kent could have been a founding partner of Microsoft with Gates and Allen, but it would never happen. Kent died in a mountaineering accident before he graduated high school. Every year there, was, there are around three dozen mountaineering deaths in the United States. The odds of being killed on a mountain in high school are roughly one in a million. Bill Gates experienced one in a million luck by ending up at Lakeside. Kent Evans experienced one in a million risk by never getting to finish what he and Gates set out to achieve. The same force, the same magnitude, working in opposite directions. Luck and risk are both the reality that every outcome in life is guided by the forces by forces other than individual effort. There is so, they are so similar that you can't believe in one without equally respecting the other. They both happen because the world is too complex to allow 100% of your actions to dictate 100% of your outcomes. They are driven by the same thing. You are one person in the, in a game with 7 billion other people and infinite moving parts. The accidental impact of actions outside your control can be more consequential than the ones you consi- cons- consciously take. Mm, we have found your word now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But both are so hard to measure and hard to, to accept that they are two of. But both are so hard to measure and hard to accept that they too often go overlooked. For every Bill Gates, there is a Kent Evans who was just as skilled and driven but ended up on the other side of life's roulette. If you give luck and risk their proper respect, you realize when judging people's financial success, both your own and others, it's never as good or as bad as it seems. Years ago years ago I asked economist Robert Schiller, who won the Nobel Prize in Economics, what do you want to know about investing that we can't know? What do you want to know about investing that we can't know? The exact role or of lack in successful outcomes, he answered. So his answer was the exact role. Exact role of luck in successful outcomes. Hmm. I love that response because no one actually thinks luck no one actually thinks luck doesn't play a role in financial success. But since it's hard to quantify luck and rude to suggest people's success is owned to it, the default stance is often to implicitly ignore luck as as a factor of success. If I say, "In quote, there are a billion investors by the world in the world by sheer chance, would you expect one of them to become billionaires, predominantly of luck?" You'd reply, "Of course." But then if I ask you to name those investors to their face, you will likely back down. When judging others attributing success to luck makes you look jealous and mean, even if we know it exists. And when judging yourself attributing success to luck can be too demoralizing to accept. Economist Bashka Mazumda has shown that incomes among brothers are more correlated than height or weight. If you are rich and tall, your brother is more likely to also be rich than he is tall. I think most of us intuitively know that this is true. The quality of your education and the doors that open for you are heavily linked to your parents' socioeconomic status. But find, but find me two rich brothers and I'll show you two men who do not think that these, study fi- these studies findings apply to them. Failure, which can be anything from bankruptcy to not meeting a personal goal is equally abused did failed businesses not try hard enough were bad investments not thought through well enough are wayward careers due to laziness sometimes yes of course but how much it's so hard to know everything worth pursuing has less than hundred percent odds of succeeding and risk just ha- just what happens when you end up on the unfortunate side of that equation just as with luck the story gets too hard Too messy, too complex if you try to pick apart how much of an outcome was a conscious decision versus a risk. Say I buy a stock and five years later it's gone nowhere. It's possible that I made a bad decision by buying it in the first place. It's also possible that I made a good decision that had an 80% chance of making money and I just happened to end up on the side of the unfortunate 20%. How do I know which is which? Did I make a mistake or did I just experience the reality of risk? It's possible to statistically measure whether some decisions were wise, but in the real world, day to day, we simply don't. It's too hard. We prefer simple stories, which are easy, but often devilishly misleading. After spending years around investors and business leaders, I've come to realize that someone else's failure is usually attributed to bad decisions, while your own failures are usually chalked up to the dark side of risk. When judging your failures, I'm likely to prefer a clean and simple story of cause and effect, because I don't know what's going on inside your head. You had a bad outcome, so it must have been caused by a bad decision. It's a story that makes the most sense to me. But when judging myself i can make up a wild narrative justifying my past decision and attributing bad outcomes to a risk the cover of forbes magazine does not celebrate poor investors who made good decisions but happen to experience the unfortunate side of risk but it own but it almost certainly celebrates rich investors who are who made okay or even reckless decisions that happen to get lucky Both flip to the same coin that happened to land at a different side. The the dangerous part of this is that we are all trying to learn about what works and what doesn't with money. What investing strategies work? Which ones don't? What business strategies work? Which ones don't? How do you get rich? How do you avoid being poor? We tend to seek out these lessons by observing successes and failures and saying, do what she did, avoid what he did. If we had a magic wand, we would find out exactly what proportion of these outcomes were caused by actions that are repeatable versus the role of random risk and luck that swayed those actions one way or the other. But we don't have a magic wand. We have brains that prefer easy. Or oh, that prefer easy answers without much appetite for nuance. So identifying the traits we should emulate or avoid can be annoyingly hard. Is that even a word? Annoying. Agonizing. No, it's agonizing. Oh, agonizingly. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Agonizingly hard. Okay. Let me tell you another story of someone who, like Bill Gates, was wildly su- successful, but whose success is hard to pin down as being caused by luck or skill. Cornelius Vanderbilt had just finished a series of business deals to expand his railroad empire. One of his business advisors leaned in to tell Vanderbilt that. Every transaction he agreed to broke the law. My God, John, said Vanderbilt, do you suppose you can run a railroad in accordance with the statutes of the state of New York? Do you? My first thought was, when reading this was, that attitude is why he was so successful. Laws didn't accommodate railroads during Vanderbilt's day. So he said, to hell with it, and went ahead anyway. Vanderbilt was wildly successful so it's tempting to view his law flaunting, which was notorious and vital to his ex- success, as sage wisdom. That scrappy visionary led nothing. let nothing get in his way. But now, but how dangerous is that analysis? No sane person would recommend flagrant crime as an entrepreneurial trait. You can easily imagine Vanderbilt's story turning out much different. An outlaw whose young company collapsed under court, law, court order. the court order. So we have a problem here. You can praise Vanderbilt for flaunting the law, which as much passion as you criticize Aaron for doing the same. Perhaps one got lucky by avoiding the arm of the law, while the the other found itself on the side of risk. John D. Rockefeller is similar. His frequent circumventing the law, a judge once called his company quote, no better than a common thief, is often portrayed by historians as cunning business smarts. Maybe it was, but when does the narrative shift from you didn't let outdated laws get in the way of innovation to you committed a crime? Or how little would the story have to shift from the narrative? Or how little would the story have to shift for the narrative to have turned from Rockefeller was a genius trying to learn from his successes to Rockefeller was a criminal trying to learn from his business failures very little? Quote, what do I care about the law? Vanderbilt once said. And I got the power. He did, and it worked. But it's easy to imagine those being the last words of a story with a very different outcome. The line between bold and reckless can be thin. We don't When we don't give risk and lack their proper billing, it's often invisible. Benjamin Graham is known as one of the greatest invest- investors of all time, the father of value investing and the early mentor of Warren Buffett. But the majority of Benjamin Graham's investing success was due to owning an enormous chunk of GECO stock, which by his own admission, broke nearly every divers- diversification rule that Graham himself laid out in his famous text. Where does, where does the thin line between bold and reckless fall here? I don't know. Graham wrote about his geiko bonanza, one, one lucky break or one supremely shrewd decision. Can, can we tell them apart? Not easily. We similarly think Mark Zuckerberg is a genius for turning down Yahoo's 2006 $1 billion offer to buy his company. He saw the future and stuck to his guns. But people criticize Yahoo with as much passion with, a much, with, a, with as much passion for turning down its own big buyout offer from Microsoft. Those fools should have cashed out while they could. What is the lesson for entrepreneurs here? I have no idea because risk and luck are so hard to pin down. There are so many examples of this. Countless fortunes and failures owe their outcome to leverage. The best and worst managers drive their employees as hard as they can. The customer is always right and the customers don't know what they want are both accepted business wisdom. The line between inspiringly bold and foolishly foolishly reckless can be a millimeter thick and only visible with hindsight. Risk and luck are doppelgangers. This is not an easy problem to solve. The difficulty in identifying what is luck, what is skill and what is risk is one of the biggest problems you face when trying to learn about the best way to manage money but two things can point you in the in a better direction be careful who you praise and admire be careful who you look down upon and wish to and wish to avoid becoming Or just be careful when assuming that 100% of outcomes can be attributed to effort and decisions. After my son was born, I wrote him a letter that said, in part, some people are born into families that encourage education, others are against it. Some are born into flourishing economies encouraging entrepreneurship, others are born into war and destitution. I want you to be successful and I want you to earn it. But realize that not all success is due to hard work and not all poverty is due to laziness. But keep this in mind when judging people, including yourself. Therefore, focus less on specific individuals and case studies and more on broad patterns. Studying up a specific person can be dangerous because we tend to study extreme examples, the billionaires, the CEOs, or the massive failures that dominate uh, the news. And extreme examples are often the least applicable to other situations, given their complexity. The more extreme the outcome, the less likely you can apply its lesson to your own life because the more likely the outcome was influenced by extreme ends of luck and risk. you get closer to actionable takeaways by looking for broad patterns of success and failure. The more common the pattern, the more applicable it might be to your life. Trying to emulate Warren Buffett's investment success is hard because his results are so extreme That the role of his luck is the role of luck in his lifetime performance is very likely high, and luck isn't something you can reliably emulate. But realizing, as we'll see in chapter seven, that people who have control over their time tend to be happier in life is a broad and common, that people who have control over their time. Ten, of, over their time tend ten, to be happier in life is a broad and common enough observation that you can do something with it. My favorite historian Frederick Lewis Allen spent his career depicting the life of the average median American, how they lived, how they changed, what they did for work, what they ate for dinner etc. There are more relevant lessons to take away from this kind of broad observation than they are in studying the extreme characters that tend to beneath the news bill gates once said success is a lousy teacher it seduces smart people into thinking they can't lose when things are going extremely well realize it's not as good as you think you are not invincible and if you acknowledge that luck brought you success then you have to believe in luck's cousin risk which can turn your story around just as quickly but the same is true in other in the other direction failure can be a lousy teacher because it seduces smart people into thinking their decisions were terrible when sometimes they just reflect the unforgiving realities of risk. The trick when dealing with failure is arranging your financial life in a way that a bad investment here and a missed financial goal there won't wipe you out so you can keep playing until the odds fall in your favor. Hmm. But but more important is that as much as we recognize the role of luck in success the role of risk means we should forgive ourselves and leave room for understanding when judging failures nothing is as good or as bad as it seems now let's take at the now let's look at the stories of two men who pushed their luck and that is the end of chapter 2 that was so interesting i know i think we're going to in the next episode we're going to we we'll slowly discuss a bit here or actually you know what let's discuss it in the next episode because i want to leave this for you to like sit down and simmer with it and then in the next episode we're going to discuss this chapter briefly like just our point of views and what we think and yeah um please follow my instagram my social media i don't know i always say instagram i have many platforms follow my social media pages i'm active on instagram at mbl underscore podcast follow me on linkedin my basic life podcast follow me on youtube my basic life podcast follow me on anchor where you can leave a comment a voice message comment or follow my podcast on spotify i'd really appreciate the support um i also wanted to mention that uh, i'm rewarding my listeners for interacting with my podcast so feel free to Leave a follow. Leave a message. If you if you're listening to depending on the platform that you're listening to me on, um, there's an if you're listening to me on Anchor specifically, there's an option for leave a message and the message is a voice message. So feel free to leave a message or share my podcast maybe on your pages or with your friends, your family. You know, um, I'd really appreciate the support. Um, I feel like I've lost my train of thought. <sighs> I think I have. Okay. Have I? Cindy. Yeah. It depends. I don't know what you want to to Okay. So I think lost my train of thought. <laughs> anyway, what I was trying to say is this. So I'm running i I'm running a um what is it called? I'm running i I'm give I'm giveaway. giveaway, yes. I started in October last month. So October, November, this time I'm just trying it for three months where I reward my listeners for Uh, for interacting on my podcast, and I reward you with uh, products from Kenyan small businesses. So last month I rewarded uh someone with a bag from Arthur, a tote bag, a hand painted tote bag from Arthur A R T H A dot K E on Instagram. That's their page on Instagram. And this month of November, I'm going to I've not decided yet on the product, but I'm going to I'm going to select another Kenyan small business business and buy and. And reward you the listener with a product from a kenyan small business so feel free to leave a comment interact with my podcast because you might be lucky and you know win something you know something that you can use something useful i think i'm really good at picking good products so um yeah (laughs) thank you so much linda win something i shall shall win for you (laughs) By the Camille, the thought bug, my gosh, I was pleading with people to leave a comment. Social media interaction is not easy, by the way. I understand why influencers charge a leg and a foot. To make people actually engage and interact with your content is a whole other thing aside from creating the content. So yeah, please interact. It it, it encourages me to continue creating the content. Um, yeah so then by the way it's true if you guys don't win it when the month ends i pick another thing i will take the item for myself no shame by the way whatsoever <laughs> now i'm to rosa none <laughs> um anyway bye guys bye hi uh my name is cecilia and welcome to my podcast and thank you for tuning in today If you're new to my podcast, here's a little introduction. I am a small business owner based in Nairobi, Kenya with seven years experience working for myself. I started this podcast with the goal of sharing my experience and what I have learned and things that I'm learning along the way. In addition to sharing my experiences, I interview fellow small business owners in a series I call Meta Dash and I read business related books. And today we are continuing with the book. We're actually going to do a discussion on what we uh, read, which is chapter it's chapter two? two chapter two, mm-hmm. in the last chapter yeah in chapter two uh we read it continuously and we figured uh let's just have a discussion in, in an own and on its own i feel like today i cannot talk on its own um episode and as usual i'm joined with linda in case you're wondering who's linda linda is my best friend i've mm-hmm. known this woman for guys yeah, years we met in campus (laughs) i just thought let me say we met in campus i've known her for years she's a very she i trust her with my life Uh oh you heard that (laughs) people they they trust you with your life yeah you should ask your friends Uh, (laughs) but she's a very very good friend of mine um a very close friend of mine and that's, and she's the other person who I know who is very, we talk about money a lot and I, I feel like she's the other person who would, if it's something that needs to, let's learn about money, talk to how to improve my monies, get richer, get better, get, you know, just get better with money. I know she, she's, she's open to that. And that's why I told her, you know, let's, let's read this book yes. together and see how we can, how we can both learn and be better and do better, you know. Yes. Um. And that's why she is seated here, and she will be here in all the episodes up to the end. Uh So I wanted mm-hmm. us to discuss. But how are you? Barry? I'm good. Great as usual. Staying hydrated. Staying hydrated. Minding Stay safe, your business. No COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Virus free. Fully, Fully vaccinated. vaccinated. Fully vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. All the good stuff. That's All yours. the good stuff. It resides here. Yeah. Nothing but good stuff. Of course, 100 Wait, it is chapter 3. Or chapter, two? No, chapter 2. Chapter 2. Chapter mm-hmm. 2. So, I thought that chapter, if you've listened to it, the thing that stood out for me at the beginning is when he said um when you tell some when when you if you talk about someone. Okay, let me see if I, I can find it. Like, if you talk about someone um, in regards to money being, like, it's lack, It sounds like you're being jealous. Mm. I don't even remember that part. Let me see if I can find it. So there'll be a lot of breaks as we read. Okay, as we're trying sometimes to find the part so that we don't... So that we can get the... What is it called? We're trying to remember the things that we've read. So... We might want to refer to what the book is saying. um So, but I'll edit all that out. You won't even know that there's a there's <laughs> a pause. I don't know. It's, do you... it's page thirty three. When it's when it says when judging oh, no. others, attributing success to luck makes you look jealous and mean. Yeah. Then, if we know it exists. it exists, and when judging yourself, attributing success to luck can be too demoralizing to accept. I know that's so interesting. You know, I've actually, I've never, I do see how people can say, yeah, it's luck. And people would be like, you know, alitia bidi, alifanya kazi, but you they got lucky. It can look like you're just being bitchy. Petty and and petty. But what he's saying is that. It's true. It is true. There's a part of luck. And actually these people, these people who get rich, they experience, Mm. but they don't attribute to some of your, like making it big is some part of it was just luck by the way we OK too. Yeah, you were at the right time, at in the right place. The, yeah. In the right school. At the right time, like this Bill Gates guy, man, mm. it's just that if there was no laptop, there was no computer at his laptop, there was laptop yeah. at those times. Like if there was no computer, if this teacher of his didn't come with a computer, he'd never have gotten it to computers. And yeah, there become, would actually be no Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah, that is so interesting. And then when judging yourself, I like how he kept saying looking at others and then looking at yourself, because he also uses that same comparison at another place where he's like, um, like here where he says, uh, and when judging ourselves, attributing success, success to luck and can can success to luck can be too demoralizing to accept. So you can't even you yourself. You want to say the way you've worked hard, but yeah. In you re- know you don't want to accept like you know I just was i got in right lucky place. man i <laughs> didn't even you know that people say like you met your husband like i didn't even want to go to this event my friend actually had oh, yeah, to drag me out of stories, the house uh, you, you know, know and the Internet. yeah to drag me out of the house <laughs> and then who lo and behold so from the corner of my eye. from the corner got lucky basically you got in the right lucky place at the right time yeah <sighs> it's so interesting um you know for me i'm just like I'm i think it's for me what is really like what stands out is just when he says everything worth pursuing is less than a hundred percent odds of succeeding and risk is just what happens when you end up on the unfortunate side of that equation as in so, as in like, <laughs> you're not, anything, you're not guaranteed anything like, 100%. That's in page? It's on page... Wait, let's be... 34, the next page. Mm-hmm. For real, like, he's just telling us like, you can do everything right. Yeah. And still end up with nothing. I know. That's, Yo! That's, that's, so, that's so scary. It's so... The, the thought that, you, like... You can just be looking at someone and be like, "Oh, you! This person is, is they're this, they're in this state because they didn't work hard." But no. But no. They probably maybe ha- would have done everything right, and they're not in that state because of something that they didn't do. Risk and failure. Risk. Risk and luck. Risk and luck, like this guy, um, the guy who like died on on the I know the, the mountaineering. Yeah, the, the, the damn, chances are so low. Like honestly speaking, it as is... a teenager. He didn't even finish high school. He didn't finish high yeah, school. So that's what I'm saying. Like, f- for real, you can do everything right and still end up in a place where you didn't expect you didn't expect or didn't count. Like, he's just <laughs> I don't like that because <laughs> the African culture, like the way we grew up, yeah. teaches you you work hard, you'll get somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Even that song for so many be Jana. You know, like, we are taught, like, if you work hard, you will get... But this book is saying, like, sis, you can work hard and still fail. Right. And it's not your fault. It's just... It's just the way the cards just fail. What I've gotten from this chapter, to be honest, is him saying, don't only... Like, there's this quote where he says, therefore, focus less on specific individuals and case studies. Yeah. And more on broad patterns. Yeah. Like, do not try like and emulate one person in what they're doing. Now look at like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett Or or, a popular influencer in Kenya, let's say. Whatever the case may be, or you may (laughs) looking at me thinking, that's what, this is where I need to be. Mm -hmm. Because you cannot emulate their success a hundred percent. There's what brought them to where they are is just luck, hard work per se, maybe to some extent, and also just things happening being in the right place yeah the right like time. you can't ex uh, you can't be like you know like the way covid made Jeff bezos even richer mm. like who would have thought yeah when every other company was struggling yeah who would have thought in their wildest dreams that amazon would be like this humongous thing that everyone will rely blew on. super on like it just blew up like crazy so it's, it's, that's what I'm saying. And you might think like, oh, let me start an Amazon. Maybe, okay, you'd call it Amazon, but let me start something like that. Amazon. <laughs> 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 or something. And then you, you fail miserably. You like, you'd never like match Jeff Bezos success. Yeah. And you know, it's just, cause he's telling you, you just- Luck. It's something you cannot control. You can't control, regardless of what you do. Yeah, Another perfect yeah, yeah. example is Zoom. Because Zoom had, I hear Zoom had been there before. Right. And where was Skype? Because Skype was there. Skype was there. And, and then yes. Google Chat eh, was there. But somehow, Zoom means, really, yeah. COVID happened, Zoom happened. It's like they were ready with the technology. But no one thought COVID would ever happen. But you see, what is the thing about video chat and all that? Skype yeah. has been, like, who doesn't know Skype? Skype was there even when you were, like, everyone... Yeah. Yeah. was starting to like try and what, what 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 happened what what was Skype? what was skype people doing when but then how did when, zoom just you know come up and yeah because it was it would have been so easy for skype to be like oh instead of we can tweak here tweak there and yeah skype becomes also a business mm, i don't mean, know yo it's just like whoa like tick tock also Blew up at a time like actually it grew up, blew up during COVID. People yeah. are idle, people are home. Trends now, everyone is trying to catch up with TikTok, it's growing like crazy. Okay, let me say this one last thing before because he says, um, the last sentence, last on page 31, he says, The trick when dealing with failure is arranging your financial life in a way that a bad investment here and a missed financial goal there won't wipe you out so that you can keep playing until the odds fall in your favor. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's the that's the highlight. Yeah. At the end of the day, don't give up maybe. When dealing with when dealing with fav- failure is arranging your financial life. Basically, whatever you're doing, whatever you're investing in whether it's luck or risk or whatever, just arrange your life in a way that either way you're not going to be like in such a bad place if it doesn't pan through yeah you know because that's basically what he's saying here because he's saying arrange your life uh, your financial life in a way that a bad investment here in a missed financial goal there won't wipe you out so you can keep playing until the odds fall in your favor basically whatever you do make sure you still can stay afloat until you can be able to continue Mm -hmm. or start again or remain afloat until where you can okay now things are starting to work out again mm-hmm. you can keep rising again and I think that's the most I, I think for me this is the the biggest takeaway mm-hmm. from this whole thing because since I can't control what is going on in the world it's like most of the things are outside my control yeah whether I invest in something and it it pans out is not in my control mm-hmm. like I can do the best do the best best things I can make the best financial decisions and I can't I can't predict covid Yeah, no one could have predicted COVID. So at the end of the day, whatever I do, I should just make sure at the end of the day, I can remain afloat until I can be able to, the agree, come back in my favor. Also, for me, what I take out from that is that, don't give up, honestly. I think sometimes we give up easily. You try one thing and you're like, ah, I'm done, (laughs) done. Because you have to keep playing that card until one thing works. Okay, you Have to yeah. keep Try different things, try different just things, be, yeah. Like they say, don't put your eggs in one basket. Yes, I think spread, try different, yeah, things. try different things. If it's a field, in if you're a field of something, maybe, yeah, try different things, try different yeah. businesses, do, yeah, do different things until the point that you can be at least, but until the odds fall in your favor, remember to stay afloat, yes. regardless, yeah, <laughs> to <laughs> stay afloat, stay <laughs> afloat basically tread the water tread the water doggy doggy nini until the, the, the time you can be able to be like okay now the the, the, the waves have gone back down now I can start swimming again this chapter has been so interesting it's made me think about so many things and then this be careful who you praise and admire be careful who you look down upon and wish to avoid becoming because it's maybe not their fault it's just yeah don't be so quick to tell someone like ah <laughs> I know. This they, person, they, they didn't work hard. That's they why they are there. Yeah. And perhaps for real, they did everything they right. They could. It's just. But uh, that's, that's, that thought in my head is it's so. It's so devastating. I know. I'm just like. <laughs> yeah, I'm so devastated. Oh God, this I is said. hysterical laughter. I'm, hysteri- I'm just in hysterics. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm no. like, what?
0: What? So I can oh. just be doing everything yeah. right and then everything won't Okay, can, that's a scary thought to be it's a honest. Very scary thought. Especially for me, like a small business owner. I'm just like, <gasps> I could be putting all this effort and it can just be I'll be there, you know, like it might not work or it might work. Let's just you never know. You know, it's the best thing about people saying we need look look at, look at the, the the glass to be half full. Yeah. <laughs> Let's look at them. We will we, we, we'll be there at least. Maybe if one if if one is failing, then there's one that is, is succeeding. So we are still but that one fruits. that's succeeding is not mine, so at the end of the day. No, it's yours. Oh. See, because we have spread our risk. Okay, yes. We spread our risk. Oh, <laughs> I thought that you mean like no 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 no. Uh-huh. We spread our risk such that if one is failing, at least one is aff- one is one is succeeding. Yeah. So we are still somewhere. That's that's now the positivity I'm going to keep in my heart. That okay, fine, not everything is is a bust at least hope not everything yeah so so the lessons we've learned is number one luck and risk and don't in, are they are, they've said doppelgangers literally they're 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 brothers they're more likely to to you're more likely to have yeah. me to have what did they say to have brothers that are rich than having them have the same, same height. height yes <laughs> <laughs> so luck and risk um not everyone's success is purely hard work. Sometimes it's just they were in the right time, in the right place. They went to school with the right person. And so that yeah. is why they are where they are. And not all people who failed is that they were bad at what they do. They were bad at what they did. They were probably very good, took took did things and took major risks and just failed. It's not their fault. It's just the other side of the blade, yeah. you know. The other thing is that um, the thing that you've said where... other point the point that you said you're going to to go as your takeaway my takeaway is um just i mean make sure that your financial whatever financial um investment maybe investments that you're making ensure that at least whether it's then with losses or if your goals are not met that you at least can remain afloat to you know so spread your eggs like the odds until you, the odds are in your favor. At least you have you die another day in Kamada Seven. <laughs> <laughs> you can stay afloat until the the odds are in your favor yes, again. Yeah, you don't know when. Well. You so don't, like the KFC guy here. Yeah, he got rich when he was like yeah, his yeah, 60s. yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that will not be us. But I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> that like at least until you you see make such risks that that when one when the all you will be. In the dumps. Mm. And the other thing that I would take is that don't look at success with specific examples of people. Yes. Look at them with broad patterns. Exactly. Because specific examples are very... Like, there are so many factors that that person is the way yes. they are. It's not one thing. It's it's not a, a like a... One size fits yeah, all. Yeah, one size fits all. So that's another thing that I've taken. It's actually really changes... I've, it's going to make me really think differently about a lot of things that I look. You know, sometimes you admire a person. Yeah, exactly. So You're much. Like, yeah, this is my meant. I will like try yeah, and do what, do what they, they did. did. But yeah. You and, will never find it to the team my friend. Now to go in the gutter, trying to try to kill the nini, shoot all the pins when you've rolled your bowling know. ball. And the last thing that he says is, um, um, but more what's but more important is that is that as much as we recognize the role of lack in success, the role of risk means we should forgive ourselves and leave room for understanding when judging failures. Nothing is as good or as bad as it seems. So yeah. be kind to yourself and, and to, to others. others. Yeah. Stop your judginess. Mm. <laughs> relax <laughs> me telling myself also <laughs> yeah me too me too <laughs> um so i hope you guys guys enjoyed the discussion i don't know what else did you get from the chapter that you like you can have a discussion further on social media where i'm on on, on my social media platforms where i'm active on instagram at mbl m for mango b for banana l for lemon mbl underscore podcast, YouTube uh, My basic life podcast but I only upload shots there LinkedIn my basic life podcast um, But I'm mostly active on uh, Instagram and I tend to post stories there and questions about uh, snippets of uh, this podcast there and if you would like to contribute to the conversation Please contribute you can also leave a voice message with a comment or something uh, follow also my page on spotify or on anchor or whatever platform that you're listening to please follow please leave a comment please leave a voice voice message however i don't know how all the platforms work in terms of posting and leaving a comment and interacting but if you can do it on the platform that on which you're listening to please do i'd really appreciate the support and the help um yeah and i will see you guys in the next episode uh thank you so much so much Linda for joining me. This discussion. Mm-hmm. And I'm and we are learning We are learning things as we go. Yes, we are. Okay, yes. at least I am. We both are. We yes. both are. Hope you're learning something too. I am learning something. I'm We're learning to something. the listeners. Yes. I hope you guys are also learning something. And I hope you bought yourself this book and you know. Do you, it so you can refer to it later. Yes, like like right, like i am I'm picking points and you know, by the time twenty twenty-one ends, I'll be like, hey, please ni I'll be less judgmental of myself and others. When success comes, nitakubali, even when I do the speech, you don't lie to us the way you just did hard work. Say hey, I got lucky. <laughs> 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 ni nikakutana na mdosi wa connect. <laughs> 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 tu say the truth. Just say the truth. <laughs> just, say the truth. <laughs> just tell us. You know, you know what? Me and my family. I went to a good school. All these people that I'm, I work with, you know what? We used to be classmates. Yeah, you know, you make know. us feel less st- yeah. stress. We stop feeling like... We're doing nothing with our lives. We're doing nothing with our lives, you know? Say <laughs> yep. so like, Rosafimazi, my mom, and the mother of this person, ah, <laughs> himabeshte. Even the not ringia, That's why I got the connect. That's why I got the connect. It's networking. It? It's nepotism. That is, why networking. nepotism. <laughs> it's nepotism. <laughs> Uh, it's the lack of where i was born yeah, there you go there it's you okay go. so it's okay don't tell us that you worked hard and you know it's the lack of where you yeah, were born tell gone. us it's the a, truth you you help us not feel as stressed yeah about you know like when we finished campus and then you find people have really good jobs and then you're just there like guy what did not i do because of ass, you know the we stayed out of employment employment for a long time <laughs> ulifukate mtu kwa tunangaliana tutukole gai you broke, I'm broke, we broke gai, oh tutakota no. kazi oh no. and then you keep people working coca cola, <laughs> EABL sijui where you're just like boy it's okay, it's okay, we are somewhere now, we are still afloat we are st- yeah. We're still afloat, we are still afloat, afloat. afloat. tukwa maali, ya yeah. na kama unajua, unatujua, siutu connect vya, usikuwe mzidinji <laughs> but then you lose nothing you lose by helping nothing. others tuambie kuna kuna there's a job opening people apply yeah. come on don't just put it in your circle tell us even as we have a shot ata kama tutafanya tutapata job at tutafanya interview yeah. try. <laughs> now we are just rambling and each other, <laughs> each other. Okay, it's going to midnight when we are recording this so so you know <laughs> Anyway, bye, guys. Bye. (laughs)